0: Hey y'all, we're back with the third best pod where we crown the champion of the bronze medal. I'm Ben DeCamp, or known as BDC, and I'm here with my co-host Dan Herman. How's it going, buddy?
1: Hey, what's going on?
0: Not much.
2: Sitting Uh, in the closet
0: again? Yeah, sitting in the closet on the ground. (laughs) My natural home. If this is your first listen, third best pod is old-fashioned bar arguments about a range of topics from movies, music, food, and anything else that comes to mind but we're not gonna be debating things at their best. As the name says, we're arguing about things not at their absolute pinnacle, but the deeper not choice cuts. For example, it's kind of boring to learn someone thinks that Road Warrior is the best Mad Max movie. What someone's third pick is leads to a much more fun conversation. Ideally, you'll spend some time thinking about what your answer would be after hearing us defend our picks Then respond to our answer on our social media or a strongly worded email about why we were so wrong. At the very least, we get you screaming obscenities at us while cooking food on your day off, scaring your pets or your children. Dan, what are we talking about today?
1: Yeah, today we're going to be talking about the third best Nintendo system.
0: Yeah, buddy. Get those bleep loops out.
1: (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) How many buttons Uh, do you get?
0: Too many buttons. Too many buttons. Our guest today is someone I've known my entire life and played many rounds of 007 Golden Eye on N64 with, before throwing the controller out of frustration because he beat me. Today's guest is my brother Will.
2: Hey guys, <laughs> it's great to be here. Oh
1: yeah, man. Did either of you like who who got to be odd job? Did you give him odd job? Uh... <laughs> I think
2: we made I think we made a house rule banning odd job play at some point. I think it just became too trollish for. Everybody for had a house rule banning odd job.
0: We also played zombie where we put slappers on. It was one hit kill.
1: Yep. One person yeah.
0: was just the gun and then one person was the other zombie or two other people were. Yeah, that was fun. That was fun and annoying. <laughs> <laughs> just like that game. Yes. <laughs> so last week, Will, we talked about our third best cereals and also breakfast pastries. So I was wondering if you had any thoughts on that.
2: I do. I have a very strong opinion on this. As was mentioned, Honey Nut Cheerios is obviously the clear number one favorite in everyone's mind. There's no point in even relitigating that. But my opinion for third best cereal has got to be Lucky Charms because it's a a flawed but great cereal. flawed because the stuff that isn't marshmallows is boring and shitty and it shouldn't have even been in the package <laughs> but in my opinion the good outweighs the bad it's still a great cereal i think for my number two slot it's going to be fruit loops just because it's an all-time classic
1: well and with lucky charms you can now get a bag of just the marshmallows i think they call it like just mallow or something like that
2: that seems like that seems like cheating though i feel like kids these days have it a little too easy like we had to pick the marshmallows out and we liked it
1: yeah it's like i had a girlfriend that would like go through the trail mix and grab the the m&ms i was like no like you have to grab a handful (laughs) otherwise you're just screwing the portions for me she's like i don't care i was like i do obviously wait she would go through the whole bag
2: she would just grab all the M&M's. I was like, I'll buy you a bag of M&M's. Can I just have my trail mix? Yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm <laughs> that's I'm the crazy. same way with the, the cashews in the mixed nut can. It's just like, I'll just eat the cashews. And, oh,
1: you're the worst.
2: Okay. I'm that guy. <laughs> oh
0: no, that's bad. You're fucking <laughs> bad up the ca- bridge mix. <laughs> bad karma.
1: <laughs> Some of the other feedback uh, we got about this is our friend, Andrew Coring. What's up, Andrew? He adamantly fought the idea that pizza was a pastry. Pastry.
2: Yeah, I don't know. That's a little controversial. My pick for third best pastry is gonna be I think regular croissant, like a standard croissant, because I think pan au chocolat or the chocolate chocolate croissant is the greatest. Is is that's the gold medal in my opinion. Uh regular croissant has a lot of the good same things, but uh the chocolate in there is just enough to to bring it to the top. I think second place is just the standard glazed yeast donut pretty boring pretty like pretty chocolate chip cookie pretty pepperoni pizza kind of a boring boring pick but it's 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 there for it's a classic for a reason man it's a good ass donut it's a
0: yeah it's a standard for a reason it's so good i get that i get that but you're wrong so that's fine
1: (laughs) (laughs) andrew also contests that muffins are not pastries either and that donuts are debatable.
0: i don't know i mean that's a whole that's a whole thing we could get down of like you know, if what a pastry is and what it what it entails and all that stuff. Did it actually get baked? I don't know. Shortening. We could also talk Definitely about shortening. QAnon. QAnon and if it's real too, but that's a whole other story. So.
2: <laughs> all right, well, we're going to start it off with you. This is a really tough one because there's just so much to talk about. When I was thinking about my answer for this, I came at it sort of from two directions. What's the most historically important his, Nintendo gaming system and what is like my personal favorite growing up? Uh, that I played the most. And they're very, very different answers. Third best, and in in terms of historical importance, I think the third best gaming system from Nintendo is the N64, because like Lucky Charms, it is a flawed but great system. It had some some of the highest highs, but also some just really stupid drawbacks that I think brings it out of the top spot in terms of just Nintendo's just sort of obstinance about certain things. And like, uh, I think for the number one and two in that, In that, uh, in terms of uh, historical importance, you got uh, the NES eight bit NES on top, uh, and which single handedly reversed the video game crash like (laughs) of the eighties. And you got the, uh, I think, the original Game Boy in the number two, the number two slot there. Wow, Um, you went classic with it. See, again, this is the sort of historical importance aspect of it. It's like these are game systems that I haven't obviously touched uh, in many, many years. So. It's hard sure. to say they're like my favorite Nintendo systems. If we're going with favorite Nintendo systems, then I'm going to, starting with number three, I'm going to say that the Game Boy Advance, specifically the folding backlit SP model, mm-hmm. is the third best, for my third favorite Nintendo system because it was just such a huge part of my childhood. I put like, like a, a frankly embarrassing amount of time into some Pokemon <laughs> games on that bad boy. And the fact that you could flip up, it could flip closed and it had the backlight, like I could play in the car at night or I could bring it under the covers of my bed and just when I was supposed to be asleep, just played Pokemon all night. So that, that has a special place in my heart. And in terms of design and just like capability, it was a milestone for that company. They just really knocked it out of the park, I think.
1: So if you had to combine the two, though, the historical importance and also your favorite, what would you
2: consider to be the third best? If I had to... I would probably, I probably put the N sixty four in at third, with the Game Boy Advance topping the chart, and then the Nintendo Switch in there as number two. Yeah. Um, so, and again, wow. it's just a it's it's a nostalgia glasses kind of a thing with the GBA. But I just I can't let that, I can't let that go. That was just such a I, part of my my childhood. I have
1: the original NES as third best because Super Nintendo goat, just everything that happened. In that it also has arguably the two best games ever created, Super Mario World and uh, Zelda Link to the Past. So that's number one without with a bullet for me. Number two is the Switch, because the Switch has a real cool element of it where you can get a whole bunch of like unique indie games. Like Let's Play Golf is uh, a game that I saw on there. And it's kind of like Katamari Damacy, but like super, super weird, like weirder than Katamari Damacy. So uh, I really like the access to the to the indie games that you get on a switch. And then I also, you know, there's breath of the wild. There's all, there's Mario odyssey. There's all those games in there. So my number three, the original NES.
0: Yeah. So it's funny you say switch. Cause switch was definitely like on there and I wrote honorable mentions in my notes, switch because duh, because it, <laughs> it is, it, it's insane how crazy it has changed video games, at least for, for me personally. And I feel like for a lot of people that own a switch the fact that you can just plop it into a thing and it pops up on the screen. So, so simple. And you can play, you know, bigger games while sitting at a coffee shop. It's funny. Cause I, my third is N64 because I'm agree with Willie. It's, it would have been number one, if it didn't have the stupid fucking dumb M shaped controllers that made no sense whatsoever with the stupid C buttons and the, yeah, the, the joystick that always fell apart
1: because you used it too hard but it did bring the trigger into the fold like the the, it trigger, did bring the trigger that was that was pretty incredible and it did
0: and it had that side and bumper the, too the and analog like, stick right the, analog the stick the stick was big and if you think about it if you look at it now like i feel like if it if it had been laid out like a classic controller like a playstation controller it would have been so much better though but it had so many good games. I think the, one of the best games ever made is Ocarina of Time and it's on that. And it's a game that I will constantly play over and over again, even though I've played it a bunch. The Game Boy Advance slash the SP. I think that what the Game Boy Advance did was kind of double down on a system. It took a great system like the Super Nintendo did with the regular NES and made it even better. For sure. My issue was the backlight on the original one. You didn't have it. So if you're playing in the car, you gotta wait for the street lights. Or if you're playing at home, you gotta figure out some way to like set up a flashlight. But I did like the light that you could get on it. Yeah, Yeah. we had that
1: too. It was magnifiers, so the screen was even bigger.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I had that that from (laughs) Funkoland. Yeah, yeah, the true nerdiest thing ever. This is a reference I use a lot. It's the Thin lizzie game systems. It's underappreciated.
2: <laughs> Thin lizzie has to make an appointment yeah, or think, an appearance I think in every uh, podcast. Every, episode. every one, man, because it, it,
0: <laughs> it sums it up. Though it's a, it's a banger of a system. I play a lot of emulator on my computer, and most of them are Game Boy Advance games. Yeah, and that could em- just be showing my age.
2: Emulation has been very kind to the GBA, especially. Yeah. Yep. There's some good stuff and any yep. computer can run it.
1: Yeah, I built a retro Pi a couple of years ago. I use the Super Nintendo controller when I play that, whether I'm playing anything on the Nintendo or the uh, Genesis or anything.
2: Yeah, that
0: was my second pick of Super Nintendo. And I think because I grew up playing it and the controller, I think, is one of the best
2: controllers. Yeah, it ben fits your hand said- well. Ben always had one gaming system and then we always at my house had like another so we would uh, we would like barter and trade in terms of who could play what gaming system yeah I was gonna yeah. say there's some
1: brotherly <laughs> things here with one and three lining up the only deviance is the two yeah. yeah
0: yeah so Willie and I are actually we're neighbors but we've known each other our whole life and we call each other brothers because we basically are and so yeah my dad was like a super Nintendo to PlayStation Final Fantasy guy and Willie's dad was a Mac programmer and <laughs> <laughs> like they always had Nintendo stuff too, so like, yeah, we had weird systems that we could share. And I mean, we had an open door policy in our houses, so yeah. we just walked into the door and played it.
1: So, so, so I, I didn't get Nintendo, so my family was, uh, a, was a Sega family. So, we when everybody else had the NES, my family zagged and, and we grabbed ourselves <laughs> uh, the Sega Master System.
0: What's the Sega Master System?
1: Yeah, it was the original, it was like the 8 bit Sega system. Uh, okay. some really awesome games on there we were that and then sega genesis over over super nintendo so this is all a lie i'm just a big phony i'm just talking
2: <laughs> you just i'm just talking out of school i don't actually yeah you no know, we had a, nintendo.
1: Uh, we did have game boy though i mean and that was that was cool because i first of all i stole my brothers for a while until that became such an issue that i then got my own from yeah. the aforementioned funko land but then we would just be like trading games and, and and doing all that. And the Super Mario game on the Game Boy was awesome too. Particularly the second one where they introduced Wario, I think, in that game. Yeah.
2: Yep. And Wario's Wario's headline game was just a absolute oh, classic yeah. on the original Game Boy. I played yeah. that game so much.
0: <laughs> yeah, I remember Willie got a really got a Game Boy color before I did, and he got Pokemon on it, and I was obsessed with it. And I used to watch over Willie's shoulder while he played. And I'm gonna call
2: through the magnifying light attachment <laughs> yep. clip-on thing. Yep, <laughs>
0: for hours. And I never really understood Twitch until I realized that I basically that was Twitch. <laughs> like, I just I never paid Willie. I never we paid basically invented you know.
2: game streaming, but uh,
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: Ben was my first subscriber. <laughs> so my my
1: college roommate Wombat didn't drink when I would wake up and you know not be feeling at my best as i'm feeling right now i would walk out and he was so good at playing video games that it was basically like watching a movie like i watched prince of persia sands of time before it got turned into a terrible movie uh because (laughs) i watched wombat just basically play it and he would die maybe like three times in the entire playing of any game so it was really really impressive it was so so good but like like twitch makes natural sense to me there too because hey i like watching people play video games i'm not very good at playing video games anymore,
2: so I don't.
0: (laughs) Funny that you guys had uh, regular NES on there.
2: It's just so, like, it's just so important, like, what Nintendo accomplished with that system. Like, back in the 80s, and this is a little before my time, so I mostly kind of cobbled this together from uh, historical perspectives on this, but, like, the video game industry had totally gone gone to shit uh, in the 80s. Like, Atari was like releasing terrible games and system after system that nobody wanted at the, you know, there were like eight or nine different competing consoles and they're all <laughs> totally obscure things. And like there just was just no appetite in the United States for video games anymore. And sure. Nintendo seemed like through sheer force of will and smart marketing managed to reverse that entirely and became a household name in like a few short years uh, with the NES. And that's like a, had they not done it like the entire world would be completely different like the the way we engage with entertainment would be completely different nowadays so it, it gets for on my sure. list for just being super important also it was the very first video game system that i had growing up like my dad had just bought it i think before i was born so uh yeah. whenever i wanted to i could just play the uh the 8-bit nintendo and uh like and, i mean classic
1: games we got you got contra you got Mario. You got Mario three. True. Uh, you got Ninja Gaiden. Uh, you got all the original Final Fantasy games. Like, there's a lot of really excellent stuff there. And is there anyone that's like vaguely our age that doesn't know how to get to the first Warp Zone? In, in...
2: <laughs> exactly, it's that's just a should... cultural oh, touchstone
1: thing.
0: Yeah, of course. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, it's funny. Like, but then I was I was looking at at what released on Super Nintendo and. NBA Jam, I think, is the best basketball game ever made, and it's mm. on that. Street Fighter 2 made its console debut on the SNES, and it was that's like such an important game. I think it's the third best selling game ever, which is crazy to me that the second Street Fighter is, but it's also a perfect video game, yeah. at least in my mind. I want to shout out to Game Boy Advance though why I think it's the Thin Lizzie of Gaming Systems, because you have an insane amount of bangers that came out for that system. You've got Advance Wars. You got zelda minish cap which is the one of the best games metroid fusion which is insanely good and In hours i have lost to that you've got the reissue of zelda link to the past which fuck is so good as a reissue and then you got the the weird mario and luigi superstar saga yeah um, which doesn't get love but i think it's great
2: like the real uh, inheritor to the throne of mario rpg back from the snes days like yeah. i love that game yeah
0: well, i mean paper mario was also really good though so
2: <laughs> i got I uh, mixed feelings on that uh, not a big fan <laughs> of paper mario
0: i love paper mario i also think that we're gonna see the switch just like double down nintendo's really good at that right i think the only system they didn't really do that with was the gamecube and i think they would just get blown out of the water with xbox and so
1: and GameCube was an and underrated so. system too gamecube was great it seems, to come, it seems to,
2: like, come in waves for Nintendo, right? Because, like, GameCube was, you know, sort of underappreciated, and the Wii was an insanely big success. And then True. the Wii U was total crap in terms of, like, sales and some marketing. I mean, an argument can Maybe. be made. It's a great console, but it did not do well. Uh, and then the Switch came in gangbusters, and it's, like, the, the best video game system of the current era for most people. So, don't, see, don't for yeah. Nintendo...
1: Yeah, don't, don't forget Virtual Boy in your list. Of
2: oh, yeah. Oh, in, your list of gu- in, in your list of, like, valleys. There's peaks and valleys, and the, the deepest valley is very much the Virtual Boy. Oh,
0: God, I remember my friend had one of those. I remember laying on my stomach playing, like, Mario Tennis. And I was like, what is this? It was so cool when I was a kid. And now I think back to it how stupid it was. <laughs> now we basically have that with a cardboard box that you can buy for your phone.
1: Right. So right yeah no i remember oh, i remember man. playing that at tim anderson's house and he had like a table set up specifically for it to sit on because it was the right height of everything it's like oh my god yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh,
2: you had it, it's like the vr system that you had to put on a table to use it's just so it reminds me of those like you know when they're in like a football game or a baseball game or whatever and they're like consulting the video footage for the replay they put their heads oh, in a yeah. like, big booth it's like yeah. that's the bird they're just playing virtual boy and that's what they're really doing <laughs> <laughs>
0: I remember when I got a, a Game Boy Color, though, and I got Pokemon, my dad had to play it first because he was in, he was crazy about RPGs, and I remember I got home, and he wouldn't let me play it because there was only <laughs> one save slot, and so I he got to let me, like, run around and do some battles, and they would take it back, and he beat it in, like, two weeks. It was nuts, but he, yeah, he was obsessed with that game, and I remember he just, like, he was such a Nintendo fan that Nintendo could have done anything and he would have been fine with it. So, and I feel like there's a lot of people that are like that. So it's interesting, Dan, that your family is like a Sega family. Yeah, we with. were. Was that, was that your brother, your older brother? That,
1: that No, was, I mean, we, so, decision? I mean, we had an Atari and then my dad just got a Sega master system. I don't know if he was doing work for Sega with the marketing firm or anything like that, but did that. And then my brother bought the Genesis at a Sam's club. And it came with Pit Fighter, which was a sweet game.
0: What's pit crappy fighter?
1: fighting game? It was it was a fighting <laughs> game. Like, unfortunately, it came out against the aforementioned uh, Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat. But it was just like three yeah. horribly pixelated, like punching, you know, live motion kind of stuff. And it was just like, oh god! God,
0: I remember the first time I saw Mortal Kombat. It wasn't on the SNES. It was on a Sega at my friend's house. Blood. You could have it. Yeah, because it was, was, yeah, because it was, yeah, the Genesis had the blood, and I was like, damn, I want a Sega Genesis so badly. I couldn't get one
2: for me it was always sonic like i never i always had nintendo systems growing up and in retrospect i think that they were better than the Sega counterparts for sure but like sonic was like had that sort of edgy kind of cool factor that really appealed to me when i was that age where i was like oh sonic he does he plays by his own set of rules he's just gonna run around real fast and fuck the haters and i really (laughs) wanted to really wanted to play it and then play going back and playing some of these sonic games like oh yeah the game design's a little shaky in these isn't it like it's it's like it's it's super fun to go fast but then the game seems to simultaneously punish you for going fast so the it's like okay so so this isn't that kind of a game but like the marking and the like attitude of sonic was like such a big deal i didn't think about this until right now we even had
1: the game gear
0: oh shit oh i guess my family was all in on sega (laughs) damn you were somebody had to be right Sega legacy yeah Yeah. did you get it did you have a dreamcast
1: (laughs) no no i didn't My mom um, never
0: let me get one. I, got, I saved up money from allowances and I was like, I'm going to buy a Dreamcast after it had been discontinued. And she was like, no, you don't get to, why are you buying something that they don't even make anymore? I,
2: I like I like that your mom is like, I, I'm fine with you getting video games, but this this system's a loser, man. It's just not going <laughs> to.
0: <laughs> my mom even
2: knew. Like, like, Hillary. Even mom, I know, right even anyway. I know this isn't going to go well for Sega. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> She's
0: like,
1: slow yeah. it down, bud, slow it down.
2: Well, yeah, <laughs> going going back to the N sixty four, in terms of its third third bestness, there were a lot of decisions Nintendo made in the design of that console that were just that are just like head scratchers today. Like, uh, yeah, the controller is kind of weird, but it makes sense when you think about it, and it introduced some really cool new things. But like the insistence on still using cartridges in the sixty four bit gaming era is just completely baffling. Like, you just couldn't fit the game on these cartridges.
0: No, so, and it it showed too. Punch for punch with like play station you couldn't it couldn't keep up there was no way
2: rumble pack
1: was sweet though
2: <laughs> and that's the other thing yeah. rumble pack was cool the controller pack idea though is like rumble pack and the external save card that goes into your controller why would you have a game save card go into your controller no first of all it it's just no completely sense. bonkers and you can't oh, use it at the same time as rumble but it was great because you
1: then you could bring it you know over to a friend's house you would just have to carry that you could bring the you know that's right, true. The, the playstation
2: memory card if i recall oh, yeah. like slotted into the system because yep. that's just makes sense because yep. that's obvious but nintendo's like no i want it to be in the controller so i want your controller to be heavier and weird now because <laughs> if you want to save your game like okay thank you <laughs> And like I one or loved- two games, most games, like the, the the benefit of using the cartridge is you could save the game on the cartridge, right? And that was always like you had to buy a memory card if you wanted to save a game on, uh, on PlayStation. But on the, the N64, I would say 99% of the games, you didn't even need the memory card. But there's like that one game where you're like, now please go buy an external memory card. And it's just like, ah, oh, crap. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> what I liked about the Nintendo, the 64, because you guys had it, willie and his family had a 64 i didn't have one we had a playstation and then i finally bought one and i bought the donkey kong version so it was lime green and (laughs) see-through and it came with those controllers and i remember there were different colored controllers that nintendo actually made they weren't like weird off-brand ones and i think that kind of was was the start of customizing shit you know yeah i think that really was the beginning of like the
2: colored controller kind of fashion craze that has you know mm-hmm. continued to to be a big deal today but like the like when we've got like the you know the gray i think the drab gray one comes with this n64 that we bought yeah. and then like this thing we bought was black was like a black controller and it was like yeah. my dad nicknamed it darth vader and like <laughs> only like we, me and my brother uh, my uh, andrew my older brother we used to just fight constantly about who could use the black controller like well i yeah. am using the black controller today because you had it yesterday it's my turn He's like <laughs> no but no uh, i don't think so <laughs> consult the record please
0: i always hated the n64 when the controllers broke and the and the analog stick became just a limp penis the <laughs> thing.
2: yeah that was, was uh, the worst it
0: only because worst.
2: we used it we just used them <laughs> to their like fullest extent uh and it's i remember true. that the z button and the r button on the black controller became totally worn out because that was obviously the coolest controller to have uh, later on, when yeah. we got the red one. That that was just that's true. Even that's true. even the most better one, like it was like it's like <laughs> a little too much, though. Even in retrospect, like but... red, really. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's pretty uncontroversial to say for N64 that Ocarina tops the list. That's an easy number one. I agree with it. Um, I think Mario 64 is number two because you know invented 3D platforming. That's pretty cool. Uh, and i think for number three is actually where it gets hard where it gets more difficult and it's like rare it's like all these rare games are fighting over the number three slot but personally i'm gonna have to give it to kind of an obscure one i'm giving it to jet force gemini which was a weird (laughs) over-designed third-person action shooter from rare that really (laughs) just Sticks out of my memory for for whatever reason, and uh, is just massively fun to play. Had an interesting art style, uh, really unique game mechanics, and just like so much content, like so much so that like there's like if you keep playing, there's a racing game in there somewhere. <laughs> like you just randomly yep. stumble upon new game mechanics halfway through. Just really I that fun. one had the
0: co-op in it. It had the co-op in it too, right? Where you could do, yeah, there
2: was co-op mode. The there was uh, where the second player would control the little gun drone that hangs out on your shoulder there's a racing game mechanic in there because i don't know why uh there was
0: they had to have it all it's like a perkins menu man they have to yeah. have it all you just... gotta please everybody
2: so much content in this game and the music is just outstanding it was like one of the first games to have a widescreen mode so if you had a widescreen tv you could play it on that yeah. it's just like so much random crap that just made it into this game, just cr- incredible amounts of ambition, and it never really seemed to catch on with all that many people. I remember it being one of my all-time favorites, but just like Jeff Force Jeff is kind of an obscure, <laughs> obscure yeah. game these days. So yeah. my hot, my hot
1: take on N sixty four stuff is that Diddy Kong Racing was better than Mario Kart sixty
0: four. Oh no, Dan! We end the podcast. We're done. <laughs> <laughs> We're not. You can't come to my
2: birthday party. We're not friends anymore. <laughs>
0: Mario Kart 64 is probably my favorite
1: game. I will put it up there. But um, Diddy, so, Diddy Kong Racing had the flying. It had the the boats. Yeah. It was the same. I model. gotta say,
2: I gotta say, I'm kind of siding with. I'm gonna side with Dan on this one. This kind of oh, I really no. the airplanes like that just was that blew my mind when I was a kid. It was like I can fucking fly around. I didn't care. <laughs> I didn't care really one iota for the characters in Diddy Kong Racing, but like the f- airplane mechanic was just like so yeah. cool to me for some reason. Like
0: oh man no i still can't do it though mario kart 64 i think tops the list for me for top games and i think it's just because it's so much fun and even after being a kid playing it i played that so much and when i had a 64 afterwards when i was 18 and a dumb drunk punk i'd play that all the time it was so much fun oh it's one of the
1: great joys in life to just completely school a kid that thinks they're hot shit on this oh yeah you hit that r button
0: (laughs) <laughs> hit that r button and drift around a corner and they're like what <laughs> but my pick for n64 third game and you guys are probably gonna hate me is pod racing it was the star Ooh, wars episode pod racing one game. Racing <laughs> yeah okay that one was it was weird it had some weird <laughs> controls it had you could you could customize shit it was big you know when episode one came out
2: Based on the only good part of episode one, the pod racing. Scene. Oh no!
0: Yeah, Dan may have words about that, not liking that one. But that's another episode, I guess. It's
2: okay. <laughs> it's okay. We'll let that one go.
0: Third worst Star Wars movie. <laughs> I think that game is underrated. I thought it was so much fun. I don't know what it says about me that there's two racing games in in my top three games, but
2: I gotta um, say, I just don't like racing games. And as a rule, so true. it's not fair to really to take my opinion on it, but episode one racer is a really good game. And I think that, uh, I just, for instance, just bought it on switch this week because they re-released it on switch and I played oh, they it again. Did shit. Oh, I played no. it again and I was like, these graphics are just awful, <laughs> but I remember it looking so good, but that's one of those games that just, I, we just played to death. Like, cause it was one of the few ones that we could all play together and it wasn't Goldeneye I mean we wore out the Goldeneye cartridge obviously but uh, yeah. episode 1 racer was just a just a i it i have very fun memories of that game even though not the biggest racing game fan so it doesn't doesn't yeah. crack my top 10
1: my third for N64 is super smash brothers the original people forget oh, that shame. it came from there fuck yeah that game is so good
0: i i was so bad at it there was so, i had friends that would just crush me at it. And I don't understand how they could do it. And they just fucking ruined me with it. So I think I have a little bit of a a hatred towards that game. I also love it. (laughs) It's really good.
1: Yeah. Before I mentioned, A of Time, uh, amazing. Star Fox 64 was great. Uh, You were talking earlier about NBA Jam. NFL Blitz. (laughs) Uh, Blitz. NFL Blitz on on the uh, N64 was a great way to play. You know, we talked about Goldeneye earlier and we're not really talking about it now, which we should be. It's It was an incredible, incredible <laughs> thing. Everybody yeah. in fifth grade had that party and everybody was playing Goldeneye.
2: Yeah, It's hard. Yep. It's hard even to sort of appraise Goldeneye because it's such a foundational game. Like it's hard to even like look straight at it objectively and, and to judge it because it was invented so many of the like conventions of console shooters that just, uh yeah. and it's, I, I personally think it's a, the tiniest, bit overrated as a game. I had a ton of fun with it, obviously. And it, it was very, it just is very, very not easy and fun to play nowadays. Like if you, if you pick it yeah. up and pick up that controller with the one analog stick and it's just like, Oh yeah. I remember why we immediately changed the control scheme for shooters. Cause this is all terrible. of the
0: settings. Yeah. <laughs> it, it felt like that game came with the N64 when you bought it. Like it was yeah, a everybody bundle, had it. and I know it wasn't a bundle, but everybody had it. Yeah,
1: and it wasn't yeah. even the best first-person shooter on the system. Perfect Dark was a better game. Yeah,
2: Perfect, oh, Dark, Perfect Dark again. So good. And that's why, like, the, it's hard. Like, the third best spot just belongs to the rare software company because they made Perfect Dark, they made GoldenEye, they made Blast Core, yeah. they made uh, Jeff Force Banjo Gemini, Banjo Kazooie, Banjo Kazooie, Conker's yeah. Bad Fur Day, Conker's Bad Fur Day they just had an insane amount yep. of output and they, they almost felt like they were a first party Nintendo studio at this point. Cause they were just putting game after game after game on the system. And they were all That's just true. like, they just, there's so much like love and care put into these games like blast core is just the most completely bonkers concept for a game ever it's like just
0: demolition you're a demolition company you're a demolition driver no sense.
2: you're a demolition driver in a weird anime bio suit and the the nuclear bomb <laughs> truck is about to crash into an apartment building so you have to end stop the end of the world like <laughs> the the level select screen is like the glo- is like the globe of earth and there's all these different locations I'm like how many nuclear bomb trucks did you guys build and install <laughs> the same terrible firmware update on them so that they all went rogue at the same time this was not thought through skynet skynet, skynet. it's like most boring and slow skynet it's like an 18 wheeler that's slowly <laughs> creeping towards an apartment building <laughs>
1: So what are we thinking for uh, third best Nintendo game, since that was my number three? I mean, obviously number one, Mario 3.
2: Mario 3, obviously.
1: You could probably put Mario 1 at number two. So it's really, what are you going to do for three? Are you going Legend of Zelda? Uh, Mike Tyson's Punch-Out's classic. The original Metroid. I mean, so many of these like strong things came from their Bo Jackson and Tecmo Bowl.
0: Yeah, shit, Tecmo Bowl is
1: good. Yeah, I'm I gonna I'm, contra I gotta, though.
0: Contra so good.
1: Contra, Mega Man, Mega Man Two, Mega, Mega Man
0: Three. Two?
2: Fucking Ducktales had a killer game on Nintendo. <laughs> All right, curveball coming in here. The Chip and Dale platforming game is the oh third no. best Nintendo game. It is great. Oh. Oh, the best NES game is Chip and Dale? It's Chip and Dale. It's the third best NES game because it had local on-screen, shared screen co-op. So you could play as Chip and also Dale. Can't remember which is which, but I do. One of them had a fedora before fedoras became like a cringy thing. And the other one was wearing a Hawaiian shirt, I think. I always thought of myself as like the Hawaiian shirt version. Yeah, and that then, makes sense. I think, Ben, I think ben you're the fedora-wearing... I mean, Fuck. Again, Fuck. again, fedoras became cringy, so I'm not trying to... I'm saying before That's fedoras fine. were cringy, friendship... Yeah, of I'll, I'll,
0: I'll run into
2: that sword, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, we, I can't... Countless hours, again, playing that game at the cabin where, where we moved our NES to on that, on that crappy TV that would, like, conk out in the middle way through a level be like, oh, crap, fix that it. That thing sucked. Smack the that
0: TV. Yeah, hit it. <laughs> Is it connected? Yeah, blow on the cartridge, <laughs> blow on the yep. cartridge, and, sh-
2: and just punch the TV yeah. until it works. Yep.
0: Man, Techno Bowl is so good, though. I think that's so hard. I think third for me is Contra. I loved Contra. Contra I didn't own it, great. but my my friend had it, and I played it constantly, and it was the game that I always wanted. But I never really we never got it.
1: But man, I love that. There's a YouTube channel that if you guys don't follow, you should. It's called uh, The Summoning Salt. And he does basically a mini documentary, 45 minutes to an hour, of different speed runs of games. Oh. And we're talking about like seconds or hundredths of a second. But he does Contra, and it was fucking awesome to watch. I will definitely check that out. There's like
0: The the Contra
1: music is so good. Oh, and then the the second level where you're like behind (laughs) the dude.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. For me, yeah, it was like
2: Contra the character could like go prone and like shoot his gun like from a prone lying down position. And then for some reason just blew my mind. Like I was like, you've never had this much control over a character before. It's, this is a new revolution in gaming. <laughs> you like can make them lay and down. it's just so simple. They just change the sprite and your gun is like eight pixels lower than it was before. So it doesn't make a difference really. But from a like from just a style standpoint, like the idea of like this Rambo looking dude jumping, diving onto the ground and shooting you is like, that's oh, yeah. cool. It's cool as shit.
1: Yep. My other hot take, everybody loves Double Dragon. Double Dragon's fun, Double Dragon's fine. There was a game called River City Ransom that was a much better version of it.
0: That one is a good game. I do like that. I'm not on the Double Dragon fandom. I never really... It wasn't that great.
1: It's I think fine. it's the,
2: the beat-em-up genre has
1: never been
0: my
2: my favorite. Uh, they just it's did a new River cool. City game, right? River City Rampage just a couple years ago? Oh, I, I think, think so, yeah.
0: Thinking. Yeah, I think they redid it.
2: That's like they Streets a, of
0: Rage and stuff. Yeah,
1: they just and,
2: did a new Streets of Rage, too, like this year, yeah. which <laughs> was...
1: The first time that you saw somebody's older brother beat the Abobo uh, by having him walk off the end of the treadmill, you were just like, "Oh my god, this guy's a genius!" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> tell me your secrets.
0: But yeah. most <laughs> of those of the day and age of this kind of Nintendo stuff was the was the strategy guides that you could buy for N sixty four was big. I don't know if they had them for SNES.
1: Nintendo Power. it was like nudie magazine day from Billy Madison you'd like run to the fucking thing they'd be like (laughs) what are they gonna do and then there was like like a fold out map it was really like a nudie magazine for a seven year old fat kid my
2: my dad used to just buy us the strategy guide the same time he bought the game like we, we got we got Zelda and the Zelda Strategy Guide because my dad's like an old hand at this and he's like oh yeah I remember the Zelda games being pretty opaque kind of hard to the original Zelda there's some weird ass hidden walls and shit so I'll buy the strategy guide at the same time so I have these they they the binding is broken the pages have kind of unglued because they, yeah <laughs> but I still have them there's, they're in a box in the in the basement of my house and uh, I was looking through it the other day and I was like oh shit the Pokemon Strategy Guide has the map of the Rock Tunnel that really dark one. So uh, <laughs> the one that one that everybody got lost in. When
1: the first shutdown happened, my brother uh, very kindly offered me his switch cuz he was going to be playing his, you know, higher end systems and I was like, sure, I'll take it. I played Breath of the Wild for an embarrassingly long time before yeah. I just asked my friends, I was, "When do you get a fucking sword in this game?" they're like they're like how long have you been playing i was like i've been playing i don't know like eight hours of this game and i'm like when's the hell am i getting a sword they're like you can you can get like sticks and stuff i was like oh i feel like the biggest fucking idiot in the world how am i supposed to know that you're not supposed to get it's like one of the first things you do in the game you go and he's like here take this
0: that's the biggest one that's going to change it for for people that aren't our age that will show that oh shit nintendo is amazing and again i think the switch is just gonna it's gonna skyrocket it's gonna get bigger and bigger and bigger
2: yeah, um, Nintendo's Nintendo's very much on the right track, I think, nowadays in a way that they, like I said, it comes in waves. There's peaks and valleys, and you've got these uh, yeah. pretty ho- awful failures. But I think they're on a, an upswing right now, and if they can just keep from making their patented stupid decisions they always make, then they'll be like set are, for life. But are um, we the Switch is an yeah, amazing piece of hardware.
1: Are we undervaluing the Nintendo Wii? Yes, probably. I mean, everybody a rock band. I don't think, I don't think so.
2: I don't think so because I think that the Nintendo Wii controller is a crime against humanity. The Wii mote and, some, oh, the, two and the attachable and nunchuck thing is just a real but, bad thing. That's not. But yet. I don't.
0: Nothing was nothing was better than playing Wii Sports with your friends though and bowling and shit and then making your own me and the like the wii sports song slaps hard it's so good <laughs> if you listen to it it's like holy shit this is or, composed really well
2: i still occasionally hum the tune for like the me creator studio from the original oh, yeah. like oh, i just yeah. i occasionally i'm humming that it's, a, it's an earworm for sure no i mean oh, there right. are great so, there are a lot of great games on wii don't get me wrong mario galaxy amazing got Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess, which is, I think, underrated. It's quite a good game, even if maybe a little derivative. But the controller and the insistence upon these motion controls, A, was dumb and not fun b really hurts from a games preservation emulation angle it's really hard to emulate the original twilight princess for instance because it's now swipe your sword left to kill this enemy that can only be killed yeah. by left swipe i guess that was skyward sword is even more guilty of that it's probably literally impossible to emulate skyward sword because you need to have a full motion control to do that and that is true uh, but
0: i feel like that's what nintendo wanted though because they don't want people emulating games they don't want they it's, do and it's, it's like. It's,
2: that's like one of the darker sides of Nintendo is that they're constant, overzealous, jealous protection of their intellectual property in like an obnoxious way. Like yeah, yeah There's they're there's, the
0: apple. They're the apple of the of the video game scene. Also. You know, a reasonable
2: level you could go to to do this, but like they're like we're going to use miniature. CDs instead of big CDs because they're harder to pirate. God. That's dumb and you're dumb. Nintendo just make it a normal size CD drive so I can yeah. maybe play a DVD in it too like I can on any other console. They, they just make these weird decisions and I'm not sure why. They've always felt strongly about odd, weird things and they've gone like whole hog on these weird decisions. Like just, It just seems like you're not going to lose a bunch of money because people are pirating games, dude. It's not... <laughs> Like well, to happen
1: unless wasn't it the dreamcast that they forgot to make it so that you can't just copy yeah. those discs
2: yeah yes, it, it was. You, could just, you could just burn a new game on your yeah. like a cd <laughs> a cd burner back in the day, back, one, back in one, the day per-
1: one person buys crazy taxi and everybody else all of a sudden has yeah. it.
2: yeah jet set radio and it's just like <laughs> i was about to say like you used to have to have an external cd burner instead of using the cd burner in your computer but then i was like oh wait no computer has a cd drive anymore at all <laughs> so, so, it doesn't so doesn't it's help. like yeah
0: no, no. <laughs> i wanted a dreamcast so bad i wanted it so bad talk about shitty controllers that controller made no sense whatsoever
2: <laughs> so andrew's buddy alex brought over a dreamcast and this is like like 2015 or something so this is way past the dreamcast's like sell by date and we put in some game i there was one that had like a mech like a mech warrior kind of style walking tank game which was which was great and then there was a fighting game uh that we played i can't remember what they were but I was like, holy shit, these graphics are really good. Why did this Why did this system tank so hard? I
1: think that they legitimately it's killed smart. it off when they realized that they couldn't stop people from burning games.
2: It was like yeah, yeah third-party third publishers just totally abandoned it. I'm like, this is a really good game system. If I had this, I would have been fucking bragging about it on the school bus. <laughs> yeah.
0: All right. Will, I think we're honing it in now. I think we're going to go to the lightning round. I think All it's right. time.
2: Lightning round for this one. I picked something that's totally, completely unrelated to video games entirely. What is the third best Ben & Jerry's ice cream flavor? Ooh. And wow. I am, for the purposes of simplicity, I'm excluding things like the ice cream bars or any non-standard pint Classic format. Classic pint only. All right.
0: Who wants to go first? Danny, want to take this one?
1: So obviously, number one is Fish Food. It's the best ice cream. It's the really the only ice cream nah, I eat, nah, other than no like isn't. the Talenti. Uh,
2: S- side note, it's, he's wrong. He's wrong, but go on.
1: Uh, Chubby Hubby is uh, is probably number two for me.
2: What's in the Chubby Hubby one? Is that a peanut butter guy?
1: Uh, yeah, Chubby Hubby is a vanilla malt ice cream with peanutty fudge-covered pretzels with fudge and peanut buttery swirls. Wow, that's a peanut butter fellow right there. That is. Right. And,
2: that sounds delicious.
1: Oh, man. Uh, I'm just going to go with salted caramel almond. It isn't anything this that is they it. like transcend isn't this is your third, third best. best one third best, best. best salted yeah. salted caramel almond it isn't like they came up with anything tremendous there it, it's just a really well executed form of it
2: sure all right i get, I get wrong that. With that. Like so, a solid a solid workman like flavor well, i like i that. get
0: yeah like my my number one is working class proletariat fucking ice cream through and through it is it is obviously number one is is and always will be any brand for me but i think ben and jerry's does it the best is cookie dough it's fucked up how good it is. Give me that dough. I want Give me
2: that dough.
0: Number two is hard. I really like the speaking of dough, apparently it's a theme. For me, it's that uh the late night late dough or whatever. I can't remember Oh, the tonight dough. Jimmy the Fallon, Fallon dough. The, the Jimmy, Jimmy Fallon, Fallon tie in
2: flavor, yes.
0: Who oh, I'm not a huge Jimmy Fallon fan, but that stupid tie-in flavor is really good. And you got like brownie batter in there. It's also And like,
2: peanut butter cookie. cookie Loaded with is, shit peanut butter cookie dough, yes. which is like, I don't even know if ha- that was on the table. I don't even know that was an option. Yeah. But yes, please.
0: Yeah, it's been created. Yep, it's like antimatter. They put it through the fucking <laughs> super collider. And then third for me they make this oatmeal cookie one and again it's a dough thing so apparently i really like eating raw so, shit
2: so dough is top so it's a one two three are all dough dough based no dough, dough dough no dough, oatmeal, dough, dough,
0: dough, dough <laughs> and it's it's like this oatmeal cookie one that i can't get enough of it kind of tastes like oat milk which i really like and i'll eat that shit all day i'll eat it all day you can't get it away from me my grubby little fingers will on. hold on all
2: right I mean, what do you so, what do you got So I feel like there's a a crime has been perpetrated. We've all just been witnesses to a murder. And that murder is the murder of the very best Ben and Jerry's flavor, Cherry Garcia. What the fuck are you guys? No. You are sleeping on Cherry Garcia. Get the hell out of town. (laughs) This is the best Ben and Jerry's flavor by far. I think we I like the, I
0: like that the first two that you guys picked were jam bands. They're based on jam bands. Yeah. Well,
2: that's just. I think that that speaks more to Ben and Jerry, the co- company culture. That's true. Ben and Jerry's yeah. is there just a bunch of like speaks stoner and stoner Jerry. jam band like
1: fucking Vermont people,
2: <laughs> fucking God Vermont. But anyway, and then for me, the hardest decision is choosing between two dough based alternatives for the number two and number three spot. And <laughs> I think I'm going to have to slot in half baked at number two, and then cookie dough at number three but it's a it's a hair's width between them they're they're so good and like the only th- strike i think against actually no i'm, I'm not changing it if cookie dough goes up to number two and half baked comes in at number three oh, because no. yeah. there's, there's a certain ideological purity to just having cookie dough in your ice cream that half-baked is like, it has these dalliances with brownie batter that are, you know, understandable. We've all been there. We've all looked at brownies and been like, yes, please. But it just doesn't have the sort of, like, cohesiveness and, like, conciseness, not, really, that cookie uh, dough ice cream has. So I no, got aside with cookie dough yeah. as number two and then uh, half-baked as number three. Flying too close Good. to the sun well, there, Icarus.
0: I was going yeah. <laughs> to say we're going to have to cut family ties if you were going to pick... <laughs> if you think think have pick half makeover cookie dough no, it's, yeah, like, like, it's like cherry garcia was like oh no <laughs> that nintendo shit was dead. like this <laughs> yeah please don't send me your greatest, like, live Grateful Dead tracks. I don't want to listen
2: to them. <laughs> I mean, and the other so thing immediately is... Immediately
0: like, in the trash.
2: I'm not a deadhead, right? I've never... Had, every time I eat Terry Garcia, I'm like, should I, like, look up the Grateful Dead and listen to their music and stuff? But some, for some reason, <laughs> I've never done it. For some reason, I've never done it. So to this very day, yeah. I don't think I could actually name one Grateful Dead song. But the ice cream is very good. And the little cherries inside, and the, the chocolate chips, which are, you know, better than your average chocolate chip and the cherry flavored ice cream it's just it's just so good it's dan what's in fish food so
1: it's got little like fudge fish because of course they can't like let that go uh but it's marshmallow and caramel with these chocolate bits in a chocolate ice cream it's amazing
2: i could get down with that i could get
0: down with that i just don't i don't get down with trey anastasio or whatever (laughs) his name (laughs) is
2: for our listeners, this is an audio, an audio medium, right? So it's pH fish instead of yeah, pH yeah. fish. <laughs> if you so don't know fish food, it's, <laughs> it's not just like chocolate ice cream with actual fish food. The, the substance placed inside for just your flakes, no, this is, everywhere. This is, a tie, this is another band oh, tie-in.
0: Just meaty tasting. No
2: thanks. No thanks. <laughs> <laughs> just,
0: Good question, though. Like that one, I think that one is pretty personal.
2: Oh, clear. Like I how. mean, we we had some pretty out there. Like, yeah, again, me and Ben dough knows best, as I say. We always have the cookie dough. Is always going to be okay. So check this out. You may not know this. Ben and Jerry's now actually just sells the cookie dough in a bag at the don't grocery tell me store. This. So you can just go buy a bag of cookie dough oh. chunks, and they're made without oh. raw eggs on like real cookie dough because it's oh. I don't know. It's not a real substance. It's not really oh. cookie dough. It's it's just this other Earthsats thing. But you could just buy pouches of this cookie dough at the grocery store take it home and eat it that's and like the I,
0: sweet martha cookie dough from the state fair hell yes
2: that that's sweet martha just cookie eat dough. it and
0: then you never make those cookies you eat the cookie dough you're not those aren't leaving the freezer unless they're going in your gullet like
2: i've bought i've bought frozen cookie dough on many occasions but i don't think i've ever actually made a fucking cookie in my house never made a cookie <laughs> because never. there's no point it's already tastes good there's no point in making an actual cookie
1: Exactly. Uh yeah. Will I'm looking at the website right now. There's also a peanut
2: butter half baked. Oh shit. Sorry, I just have to whoa, I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> I have to Will's go gone. buy this. I'm just gone. will just left the zoom. He's out. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh that sounds great, but that already sort of is the tonight dough, right? It's just peanut butter half baked.
0: I don't know. Uh, there's like some simplicity within within that though, because you get brownie batter in there,
2: and it's a there's brownie shit, batter and so. there's regular chocolate chip cookie. The thing is, tonight dough. A, it's biggest drawback. I don't have yeah. really positive or negative feelings about the guy. He's just sort of like, but. B, it's just a little busy. It's got regular cookie dough, chocolate chip cookie dough chunks. It's got peanut butter cookie dough chunks. It's got brownie batter swirl. It's like, this is three great ice creams put into the same pint, but I want to individually appreciate and relish each individual ice cream flavor. (laughs) I feel like I don't have the time or mental space to do that when I'm eating this tonight. I think it's just a little busy i'm doing a low-carb diet right now and i'm fantasizing about this stuff i want to i want to appreciate each each curve of the cookie dough i'm at that stage of the low-carb diet process where you're like having i'm having dreams about croissants i listened to your cereal podcast last week and i was like stop it no and then you started talking about about little you started talking about little debbie cakes and i was like uh oh god yeah (laughs) it's like oh god i'm gonna i'm gonna end up buying oatmeal cream pies
0: Thank you to everyone for the support we've gotten so far as we get this off the ground, please give us a follow on Instagram and Facebook at third best pod. That's the number three RD best pod. If you have an idea you want to come on the show with shoot us a message. Thanks Will for being on talking everything nerdy.
1: Yeah. Thank you,
2: man. It was a pleasure.
0: Making me crave Ben and Jerry's. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Sorry about that.
1: Yeah, I got I got a pregnant lady in the house, so I'm I'm thinking that we. Might I think be we're, all, like... we're all we're all
2: going to hang up this Uh-oh. call and just immediately go going to ice cream. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> Recommend us to your friends that enjoy dumb arguments, answer questions in our stories. Smash that subscribe button on whatever platform you listen to on your podcasts. We're trying to get Apple Podcasts. I think still we're yep. working on that. And then uh, also thanks to Ben Granger for the banging theme song. Thanks guys.
1: Perfect. Have a good yeah. rest of your week. Thanks.